Hello, and welcome to the Alt Left. Welcome everyone to the live broadcast of the Alt Left. Uh, this is our second attempt, but our first success at pulling it off. Yep, uh, last yep. time just ended up to uh, five people doing fart jokes on Discord. 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 Then, boy, I'm doing great tonight. This is, this is a great night to go live. My brain is fried. I literally finished my last final tonight, and so this, and I'm moving this morning, tomorrow. not tonight. Today, this afternoon, <laughs> <laughs> I submitted it at three. That's well, PM. I, it's post Meridian. Yeah. <laughs> and anyone watching us is going to exa- understand exactly why uh, Kay is an editing god. Yeah, uh, they're going to get our. They're going. They're a getting me at my absolute worst right now, and they are getting us without the magical quantum touch of the doc- good Reverend Doctor K. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you very much, gentlemen. I uh, will do my best. Hey, hey. Later. Don't use that word around me. I got a reputation to keep. Yeah. All right. Well, f off. Yeah. That's he- <laughs> more like it. He is no man. He is no man. Something. Anyway, so yeah, we're doing this. Um, I am loving to see if uh, the response we're getting. Luckily, if anybody's not hearing this live, when they hear it, they're actually going to get a slightly edited version. So when there's, you know, several seconds of pause, Kay will be able to edit that out. That's actually something we should probably mention regularly for anybody listening right now, because I know there's at least a few. There is a bit of a delay on this, so what you're hearing is actually about uh, 30 seconds behind what we're actually saying. So if anybody's going to be commenting, leaving us questions, we're not going to get to them right away, especially if we're, you know, talking and addressing other things in the meantime. So just be patient with us. As we see questions pop up, then we will absolutely be addressing them. Yeah, and that way, if I, uh, when I start threatening politicians with the guillotine, Matt can edit that out before we become really liable for it. Why would we want to edit that out? <laughs> I think threatening politicians with a guillotine is probably a good idea, actually. Yeah. I I'm, mean, I'm just saying, uh, if we did it, it more, we might France. have better politicians. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, I'm a big fan of the French, how even today when they protest, they still wheel out guillotines. They literally wheel out guillotines. It's not like an effigy. They literally bring out a guillotine. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. 100 uh, percent. and by the way anybody who is actually watching this i don't know what the number is matt i think you're the only one who can tell feel free to type in the comments because we will see them and we will answer you and be part of the convo yeah absolutely absolutely, absolutely. so this is basically our live episode we're going to be touching on a few topics as you've seen in some of our uh, promotion posts we'll be hitting all those a few extra ones but we absolutely have no problem uh, answering any questions you guys might have we in fact we everything. prefer it honestly Anyone wants to interrupt me with a topical question, I I would love to chat. Uh, the one bonus content we did where I actually answered everyone's questions, that was great. Everyone still send them in. That was a ton of fun, and I would love to do that again. Absolutely, 100%. We got about five people uh, watching right now. so That's a new yeah. record. <laughs> <laughs> I knew mom would get her friends in. Well, Mary Riley's got a question of for Matt. Has anyone ever told you you kind of sound like Charlie from It's Always Sunny? Yes, but Charlie's a better person. wow i think that's setting the bar pretty low i've I've actually never seen uh it's always sunny but isn't he the guy that was also in pacific rim uh yes Yes, okay nobody has ever told me that but funny enough there have been a few people that says i say i also kind of look like him 
you're too uh, tall. Yeah, I don't like, think you do. You, like, don't get me wrong, you're both short, but Charlie is actually a short guy, whereas you guys are actually average adult height. And yes, Mary, Sunny is a fantastic show. I love it. It is a show about a group of terrible people doing terrible shit. And it's one of the it's like, what if Seinfeld was good? That's always sunny. It's actually one of those shows that I enjoy simply because it isn't anything that it doesn't pretend to be. And what I mean by that is is shows like Seinfeld pretended to be good and they were just awful. And this show recognizes the fact that the three or four people that are the showrunners are just awful people. And that's cool. I like that. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's a dark sense of humor. And yeah, Charlie's a short king. He's responsible for one of my favorite memes of all time where he's doing the crazy thing in front of the, the board with the, the, the red string. And it's always like, you know, me going into my Skyrim lore. <laughs> I, I i love that that charlie meme anyway thank you Mary. yeah and yeah i agree um he he has that and it's like and it's funny there's a very specific type of voice uh, i used to be friends with this guy named mike and he had that same it's like there's this certain rasp this certain scratch he's like a deeper version of charlie but there is that like that that one type of male voice that has that that gravel to it and you either become a political commentator a com uh, a comedian or a death metal singer <laughs> and i can't sing for shit i'm not funny at all so here we are <laughs> so there's there's a you know it's funny one of the reasons we did this right you know there's not really a big thing we need to talk about that we're ready for uh let's you know let's, this is a good time to break out our first live show let's just chat and then all of a sudden of course a whole bunch of shit has gone down in the last 10 days oh yeah <laughs> all kinds uh, of stuff one, the, the one of the first ones but i mean we're going to get into stuff like Israel Palestine and police brutality. But one of the things that's really, really took my breath away, and it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have. Uh, I totally pulled a liberal there, but it took my breath away. The, 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 uh, the CDC advises we don't have to wear masks anymore for vaccinated. This was, this was a great idea that the CDC had. I, um, I'm, I'm in full support. <laughs> <laughs> you need to you need to get better about sounding sarcastic. I I you know what it, it I, you're right I do I apologize. Uh, no I I honestly I think this was the worst thing that they could have done. It was irresponsible at best. All yeah, it does is give people that don't want to get vaccinated, don't believe in COVID, more power. Yeah, and it, that's the thing is it's like. No matter what, if Americans weren't Americans, right? Let's just say this was happening in New Zealand. Even then, the science still isn't that great that we should be not having masks. But even then, you might be able to excuse it. But when you look at the trash that America has been through this pandemic, to literally give all of these fucking anti-maskers a pass to be like, nope, I'm vaccinated. Yep, you can't prove it. Mm -hmm. It's all you've done is make it easier for people to not get a vaccine, suffer no consequences from it, and just spread disease. You, this, this decision has done nothing but make it easier for more people to die. But, but Chris, economy, I had, herder, 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 economy, money, back to work. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I think a lot of the people were not going to wear a mask anyway. It's not like I think this is going to add a million deaths or anything. <laughs> no, but I don't think so either. I expect this kind of trash from capitalists and from Trumpsters. I don't expect it from the CDC. I expect well, better from the CDC. What I, what I feel like the CDC was doing is they they want so badly to get to that 70% for herd immunity that they were like, oh, 
this is a great idea. We should uh, we should encourage people to get vaccinated by telling them if that if they are, then they don't need to wear a mask. That's what it feels like to me. And, yeah. and it, and Jackie it was makes really, a good really point here where she says the anti-vaxxers would never lie about being vaccinated. That is true. The anti-vaxxers wouldn't. I agree with you, Jacqueline. But the Trumpsters would. 100%. With, with oh, absolutely. Not a second thought, you know? Yeah. The, the people who were, yeah, I mean, yes, the, the absolute anti-vaxxers who were sitting there going, nope, I don't like anything that has chemicals because chemistry doesn't exist and everything else I do. Those people, yes, you're right. They're going to hop on their nut job jade egg vaginas and, and and just tweet about bullshit all day long and be idiots. But the other side of the idiot coin is the Trumpsters. It's the same people who were like, I have a disability. They the COVID deniers. Yeah. I mean, not even the COVID deniers. Like, like literally the Karens who sat there and said, I've got a disability. I don't have to wear a mask. Like those people are not even pro-disability. Those people typically are like social Darwinists and pull yourself up by your bootstraps and no participation trophies. And then all of a sudden, the second it's convenient for them to be like, oh, oh, oh I'm disabled. They'll jump on that. And it's oh, the yeah. same thing. They're going to talk shit about the vaccine. And the second they cannot wear a mask, they're going to just immediately yeah, vaccinated. vaccinated people, which drives me fucking crazy because that's a whole nother like asshole move to identify as being as vaccinated. It's ridiculous. Well, uh, personally, if you want the people who are refusing to get vaccinated to get vaccinated, all they would have to do. And again, this would require a little bit of participation, but I think they'd be on board. All you need to do is get like AOC, Ilian Omar, Joe Biden, and Nancy Pelosi to all make a giant statement that the vaccine was a terrible idea and it's gonna it's awful and it was Trump's idea and getting vaccinated just brings glory to Trump and so Democrats should never do it. If you're an American, you won't get a vaccine. If you don't have a vaccine, you're with us. And you would just see this fucking red hat flood into Rite Aid. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it really is because it's it's not about logic or reason or even really taking any kind of real stand about the vaccine or anything. It's just about doing what Trump says. And Trump says, don't do what the Democrats say. Yep. It's like we were talking about before. He owns the party now. Whatever you think about him, I don't care if you hate him, love him, neutral, don't care. Facts are facts. Trump owns the Republican Party. He is now going to be the driving force of the direction for that party from now going forward to the foreseeable future, which is super unfortunate, but it's the way it is. Hey, I got a question for you guys about uh, the vaccination. 42. Guys... Uh, no, that's, that's the, uh, the meaning to life. That's 47 um, actually. No, it's 42. You fail, you fail life nerd math with whales and potted plants. I apologize. <laughs> um, Unless I'm wrong. I'm going to laugh. If someone corrects us and it is 42. I'm pretty sure it's 42. Sorry, actually, Kay, right. Kay, Kay was right. It is 42. Okay. So, I fail at nerd whale math. Wow. All right. So how do you guys feel about Ohio and their Vax a million? So basically they've set up a contest or a lottery yep. that uh, if you are vaccinated, you could potentially win a million dollars from the state. Uh, I am on board with it. I think it's sad that we need it, but I'm okay with it. You know, it's it shouldn't have to exist. Uh, I'm sad we live in a world that unemployment insurance needs to be a thing. We shouldn't need unemployment insurance. Our needs to survive should already be taken care of by the state. But since it's not, and we live in a terrifying, darkest timeline, I'm okay with a million-dollar lottery just to get more fucking idiots in the door and get vaccinated. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same vein. Like, 
we're in the middle of a pandemic. People need to fucking get vaccinated. If this is one tool we're using to get them in there to do it. But I think Jacqueline just brought up a good point. It's, it's going to be five people. That, that's just five people. And five it may not even people. be five people that, well, and that's just it. It may not even be five million, five people that would have got, wouldn't have gotten vaccinated otherwise. Yeah. Like I, no, you yeah. Know? Let, let's just hand out a hundred dollar bill to every new vaccine at this point. Well, okay. Yeah, Come so, get vaccinated, you get a hundred dollar bill. So the, the population of Ohio is $11.69 million. With $5 million, they could literally give everybody $400 and still have le- money left over. Mm, good point. Yeah, There yeah, you, you go. Jacqueline are onto something. Yep. I, I mean, here in the state of California, we, uh, we have another thing going on where apparently we're going to get uh, some more money from our state because we have a whole lot of extra money. Oh, damn, Anybody? Mary, that's actually really cool. And yes, I agree. Um, California Governor Gavin Newsom is going to use the massive surplus we have because, you know, liberals don't know how to run economies and it's becoming a hellhole and we're all in debt and we have no money. But beyond that, uh, the billions of dollars we have extra. Yeah. What was it? $79 billion or something? Yeah. Something like that. Ridiculous number. Our governor also opened up the state funds to get PPE to other states. Like, Oh, yeah. We literally leveraged this with our economy. Like we have done nothing but shell out cash and we're still sitting pretty, which is why taxes are a good thing. Mm-hmm. But wait but, a minute, wait a minute. California has the highest homeless population. You guys are going does. to hell. It absolutely does. And that's two reasons for that. Number one, we have great mm-hmm. weather. Yep. And number two, and the big reason is we have more empty homes than homeless people. Our homeless problem is not that there's too many homeless people. Our homeless problem is that we are refusing to house them. We have a couple of laws on the books. Number one, if you buy a home and flip it within three years, you don't pay any taxes on that increased profit or just profit. Sorry. But with with that increased equity, you you gain a profit. You don't pay taxes on that amount. And that increases the amount of people wanting to buy up homes, increase their value and resell them. And so what you have is a higher median home value. Secondly, and more importantly, once you buy a home, you don't have to pay taxes past that date. You buy a house and 40 years later, you're paying the same income tax level, which is a crime. It came through in the 70s. It was the stupidest law that was ever made. And then it, of course, forced California to jack up the property taxes on new homes, which only hurts young, struggling families who are trying to get into a home. Meanwhile, companies, corporations, and wealthy people can own estates generationally and yeah. not pay any taxes on them. Yeah. Well, and so the, what... the taxes don't increase except unless there's an assessment done uh, or the home is financed or, or transferred. Yeah, exactly. But if you just hang on to it, keep it as a rental yeah. property, whatever, you can really pass it down to your grandkids and you know they'll have to pay $18 and one beaver pelt oh, and, 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 and that's I, it. I, I agree with you. I just want to be specific about it. Yeah, and, and so the, the big thing is what that has done is created an unattainable market. All there is there is almost no construction for cheap housing and tenant units, and there is nothing but I mean more homes are owned by people who live outside of California and in the United States than people who live in the states. Did you know that? Yeah. This is the number one real estate investment site in the country. Our homes are owned by foreign investors. And then given to rental companies to rent out. There's entire tracks of suburban housing uh, that this is done. And it's to keep rental going. I mean, it is cheaper to buy a house than it is to rent an apartment. Your average mortgage payment is lower than a three-bedroom apartment. But the problem is, if you're poor, you don't have 60 grand 
to put down on a house to get an even to get, get an FHA loan. Yep. And so that barrier of having that surplus capital keeps the poor paying more money in the long run. Because once you own a home, you buy a house and you pay a mortgage every month, that money you're putting in that you're paying yourself, it's your equity. You yeah. can liquidate that property Correct. anytime, sell it and get back all of that money you have been dumping into that investment. Whereas when you have an apartment or you rent a house or any, if you are paying somebody else to live in their property, you are paying for their equity. You get none of that. When you leave, you get none of that money. You have paid money all year long and you get nothing back because you've been paying for the service of living there. Whereas if you own and you make a mortgage payment every month, you get that money back. So we have a systematic barrier placed intentionally. That 10, 20% isn't there because you need it or because it's better for anything. It's there to keep the poor from owning houses and to keep the working class subservient to landowners. And so that's a big investment here in California. So you combine these things of the problem of renting and owning additionally to the California property tax laws and flipping laws. And you have the perfect storm to have a handful of rich people owning all the homes, jacking up the prices and driving people into the streets. It's forced scarcity. Uh, it's kind of like during the Great Depression. Uh, farmers were literally destroying eggs and pouring milk down into sewer gutters because even though people were starving to death, they had to do that because if they flooded the market, the price would go down. They could not afford to keep their farm. Uh, and it's the same thing is they would rather have vacant homes and huge numbers of homeless people because it is still more profitable to then keep the people who can afford it in there indefinitely. And speaking of Gavin, to answer your question, Jacqueline, uh, Caitlyn Jenner sucks. Um, I do not have a problem with Caitlyn Jenner as a trans woman. Uh, that's fantastic. Trans women are women, and I am all for that. And I would love to have a woman governor, cis or trans. It matters not to you. But Caitlyn Jenner is a trash person who killed somebody and has awful politics, loves Donald Trump, doesn't even understand what the governor does. So, yeah. no. Caitlyn Jenner running, she's ridiculous and she's awful. And she's honestly a dumber version of Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> yeah. And one of the common things, like, I think I mentioned this on a previous uh, podcast, but I hear, I, I see a lot of like people that just can't critically think, well, you're the leftist. Shouldn't you, shouldn't you love trans people? Yes, we do like trans people. It is, there is no conflict to say Caitlyn Jenner is a woman and we should absolutely use her pronouns and respect her as a woman and also say she's a shitty politician and a shitty person and she sucks and doesn't deserve to be voted for. Like those two things aren't in conflict. Like just vote people just because they're trans or gay or black or whatever. We care about policy. Yeah. So, so Kay, what, what, what nation of origin does your family hail from? Predominantly German, uh, French, so, English. So, so I like you, but mo mostly, mostly the, the crowds, right? Sure, if you want to go with that word. <laughs> yes, predominantly German. But that would be like saying, you know, well, because Chris is a communist, that means his mortal enemy are Nazis. And there was a few of them in Germany for a while. And so therefore, I have to I, I have to love I, I either have to hate K or love Hitler. And there's no nuance. Like, no, no. Hitler was bad. K is amazing. And the German people are good people. Yeah, it, it uh, can uh, be both. Yeah, I we, we can respect. British. Boy, did we have a bad history. Yeah, I mean, we we can respect Caitlyn Jenner as a trans woman and still think that she is a garbage person and that she would not be good for our state. One 
hundred percent. I mean, Lindsey Graham is a gay man and he's trash, but I love gay men. And Mary Riley, you have a very good point. I, I also find it hilarious that Caitlyn Jenner is an out trans woman and is also a turf. It's ridiculous, right? But it's a good example of what we're talking about. These yeah. these things can exist simultaneously. It's completely possible. There is no oppressed group without an Uncle Tom, right? And you know, speaking about oppressed groups. You know, I spent my my early life railing against capitalism and everyone thought it was crazy. And all of a sudden I spent the 2000s watching everyone suddenly turn socialistic and watching Gen Z come up. And I'm like, well, yay, welcome to the party. But now I just feel like a poser. Same kind of thing. Like I have been pro-Palestine, anti-Israel forever. And all of a sudden the world is finally with me. And I don't know how to feel about that anymore. (laughs) Like, I always wonder if you were right in advance. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of feel like, you know, Zach De La Rocha from Rage Against the Machine. You know, they they finally break up and then Bush gets into office and he just kind of went around going, see? Yeah. (laughs) I told you. Um, Honestly, I think you should feel vindicated um, because the world as a whole is waking up to this idea that Israel has kind of become the person they were the the group they were trying to run away from. Like they're very much taking pages right out of the Nazi playbook, in my opinion. Kind of. I mean, it's a little different. Um, I I am always hesitant to call it a genocide because if it was a genocide, that would be if we were going to compare it to the Nazi genocide, that would be Israel launching a mass murder campaign globally against all Arabs. And that is not what this is. Fair. Uh, fair. This has nothing to do with Israelis hating all Arabs and wanting all of them to go away, which I'm sure some do, just like there's some Arabs who want all Jews to die. I mean, you can find assholes in any group. The problem is, is that they want the Palestinians to go away. So it's not really a genocide, but it is an ethnic cleansing. You know, I've been talking to a lot of friends about it, and people make that analogy of Nazi Germany. I say, I I find it far more, not to make it any better, but I think, you know, when you say that, it gets a little hyperbolic. And I'm fine with using the word Nazi and calling people Nazis when they're Nazis. But I'm very against calling them that when they're not, because then the Nazi comparison loses value. You know, people called Bush Sr. Bush Jr. Hitler. It's like, no, Bush Jr. was fucking, you know, Barney Fife, who was controlled by Dick Cheney. Um, IQ of like 95. We were not dealing with a genius Um, here. Yeah, exactly. You know, again, Hitler wasn't a genius either, but he could at least tie his own shoes and could put a council together, which Bush couldn't do. So to compare him to that, it lost. Because then when someone like Trump shows up and you're like, oh, an actual fascist. That's something we should deal with. And again, even I don't think Hitler's a good comparison for Trump. I think he's far more like Mussolini, if you ask me. But we're off topic. The point is, I, I the analogy I would use for the Israeli-Palestine conflict is Israel is carrying forth the same type of ethnic cleansing and land theft that the United States did during the Manifest Destiny towards the American Indians. That's what it feels like to me. Fair. I mean, that's fair. We're talking about like nuance when it comes to horrible um, murder and rape and just general awfulness. Absolutely. Um, but, but I think you have a fair point. Uh, it, th- those distinctions do need to be made. But but it's still th- legal sentiments yeah, and it's still an ethnic yeah. cleansing. It needs to be addressed as such. And this, this idea of both sides of, well, you know, both sides should stop. And it's like, well, first of all, we're funding only one side of this, number one. Well, and one side is disproportionately murdering children, disproportionately taking the rights away of other of the people they're uh, I don't even know what the oppressing. There we go. That's well, the word. 
To be fair, though, Palestine did destroy the children's hospital in Israel and cut off power to half the nation for. Oh, wait, no, that was Israel. Sorry, never mind. That's what Israel did to Palestine. They blew up a children's <laughs> hospital and continually cut off supplies like food, power, and water to gigantic numbers of civilians. Yeah. And that's kind of, I think, where this gets lost is I think anybody that understands this conflict, none of them are going to sit here and say Palestine is innocent in this. But we're talking about who has the power, who is like, it matters in this case, who has, who's the bigger oppressor, who's I'll committing actually go more on a limb atrocities. Here. I will actually make that statement that Palestine is innocent. Really? And here's why. Yes. Now, am I going to say that Palestine has never caused any aggression? Of course not. They helped start two wars with Israel and they do rocket attacks. But so what? I mean, anybody remember the 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 80s movie Red Dawn? Yeah, of course I do. Yes. How can, then how can we root for the Wolverines and not root for Palestine? Like, it's the same thing. Israel is a foreign colonial invasion force and any attacks against them do not make Palestine guilty. You are allowed to defend your homeland. And some people will say that, that Jews have a cultural claim to the land of Jerusalem. And I would say that is correct. They do. So do Christians. So do Muslims. Like yeah. there are three major religions. I mean, if you really want to go back far, we can, we can, we can do some other Arab religions like Zoroastrianism. But the point is the three major Abrahamic religions all have valid claims to Jerusalem. And before the British came and fucked everything up, Jews, Christians, and Muslims lived in peace in Jerusalem. It was kind of considered this free for all city that no one really owned. And it was the Holy lands. That's what it was. And then Unfortunately, the Ottoman Empire was super anti-Semitic, kicked all the Jews out. And then what was left was the non-Jews, the Palestinians, who had also lived there for countless generations. They wanted their independence from Britain. And then as they got their independence from Britain, Britain was like, oh, and by the way, who are European Jews? Okay, okay hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. Mm -hmm. uh, is anybody else uh, getting some yeah, really... Chris, your, uh, yeah, Chris, your audio is getting is... awful, buddy. I might be having an internet connection issue. Uh, I'm just, okay. you know what? Justin Randall's our good friend from uh, the Left You Were Warned About Facebook group just joined, and I'm going to blame it on him. This is all his fault. Is. Justin, yeah. how do I sound now? That's Terrible. Same. All right, everyone. Chris is going to try and fix his issues that were caused by Justin. Uh, <laughs> Justin, thank you for giving a shout out and coming on in. It's it's good to be engaging with all you guys live. Right now, you came in, in the middle of our uh, Israeli-Palestinian uh, discussion and, and kind of getting the gist of where we all stand surprise surprise most of us are uh are pro-palestine here and we're just kind of discussing the differences between like you know how oh Chris, you there yeah can you hear me yeah yeah, yeah. you sound great now <laughs> all right well there we go you want to pick justin, up justin thanks at? for letting chris come back in and I, I appreciate it buddy i appreciate your, your service uh again i'm sorry i know we're going on a on a rant here but basically, the point is, to sum up, the Palestinians had this land. They have the same claim as any other ancestral people, except for they're actually living there and were pushed out with violence to make way for a foreign colonial force. And then when they opposed that, they've been beaten back and had their land stolen for the last 80 years. And that's ridiculous. And it's a crime against humanity. And it shouldn't be allowed. And so, therefore, 
it's kind of one of those, you know, if you're coming after someone, if I'm standing on the street and Matt, you're coming after me with a lead pipe, is there really anything I can do in defense that makes me just as guilty or even somewhat culpable? Like, aren't I allowed to do whatever it takes to resist death? I mean, you are, you are actually. Yes. Now, but here's, a, and I don't disagree with you. I don't challenge say, me. Feel free. It, this is uh, a nuanced topic. I would say that if I'm coming at you with a lead pipe uh, and you knock me down, cut off my legs, sodomize me and throw me in a ditch, you've gone a little bit extreme. And, and, and the reason I make it that extreme is because I think a lot of people would point to things. Palest the Palestinians have done the terrorist acts. Palestinians have committed against is the Israelis like that what? have caused the lives of innocents and, and children as well. I, I, what, what? I don't have anything specific off the top of my head. I know it's happened. I don't think it's happened anywhere near at, at, at the level that the Israelis have done to the Palestinians. And I think mo in most cases that I'm aware of, um, I think it's like collateral damage, not direct targeting, which is exactly what Israeli Israel is doing. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, you can't direct target. I mean, Palestine has, they've done, I mean, they, there has been some terrorist activity. Do not get me wrong. But then you have to go with, well, what's terrorism? Because is it terrorism if you are a freedom fighter for your own nation? If your nation has been invaded by foreign occupiers, again, going back to Red Dawn, the Wolverines, as far as the Russians were concerned, they were terrorists. As far as Americans are concerned, they're freedom fighters. So All right, Chris. <laughs> uh, and I think that's a good point. Let's go ahead and uh, time for the history lesson. Chris, you're up. History. I just gave one. <laughs> yeah, Justin. Justin was Justin wasn't here, so so give the Cliff's Notes version so he can get the uh, idea of what we're talking about. Uh, I mean, again, Justin was here for most of it. But yeah, it's, it's basically it, it, after World War II. There, before World War II, there was a Zionist movement to return Jews to Israel. After World War II, the British owned the land of Palestine, and so they went in and killed a bunch of people and created a bunch of refugees and gave it to the Jewish people from Europe and emigrated them in. The Palestinians who lived there and had their own nation finally had a big problem with that. Launched a couple of wars, allies like Egypt and God, who was it? Um, you know, I knew we were going to talk about this at some point. You think I would have been slightly prepared? Egypt and no, I forgot who the other country was. Um, it wasn't Jordan, I don't think. Maybe it was Jordan. Anyway, Jordan sounds uh, right. Actually, I think yeah. you might. Well, have, they, might they, have they launched it. they launched two separate uh, invasions of Israel. Lost both of them because the Israel had very powerful backing from the U.S. and Britain. Ever since then, Israel basically after that second after the Holy Days, uh, the the whole the the, the three days war, uh, basically they were attacked during the high holidays, which was tactically a brilliant move, ethically pretty messed up. But George Washington killed a bunch of people on Christmas, so what are you gonna do? And that's war. It sucks. Ever since then, Israel has created a program of ethnic cleansing. They've gone full fascist. They've gone ultra militaristic, ultra nationalist. Uh, the political parties have swung hard right. Uh, it's hard to look at Netanyahu and not see the same thing as Donald Trump and King Jong-il. Oh, you know? yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, and they have a border wall set up. They, they completely restrict utilities. They blow up hospitals. Uh, they blow up civilians constantly. And so what will happen is Hamas will send some rocket strikes into Israel. And these are rockets. They're not guided. They're just lobbing some shit over the wall. And Israel has a $10 quadrillion, you know, Iron Dome defense system paid for by us intercepts every single rocket and then sends a bunch of tanks over and blows up hospitals. And they've taken out multiple apartment buildings on purpose. Like, Oh, there's, there's some terrorists in that apartment building and they give people five minutes to get out and then they blow up the building. Yeah. Uh, that's what Jacqueline was mentioning too. And now they're basically they're targeting, um, you know, centers where 
uh, people that work in for for news and media coverage coverage of these things are being targeted too. Yeah, um, Israeli I, snipers at the wall keep getting caught sniping children in schoolyards yeah. on the Palestinian side. God, it was like I was like six, seven years ago. I can't remember. Google it. The Palestinian soccer team going to the World Cup for the first time in a long time uh, were all stopped at the border by Israeli guards, and um, uh, the uh, IDF pulled them all out and shot them in the feet. That's what Israel is. Yeah. Israel is no longer a country defending themselves. They are have always been an occupational foreign force, and they commit human atrocities. We just have a hard propaganda campaign to support them because they are allied in the Middle East. From Israel, we can strike at Iran, and that's always kind of been the goal. Yeah, I mean, talk about terrorism. Like, if yeah. anything fits the definition, it's what Israel is doing. No one can look at that objectively. The only argument against it is I like Jewish people. And don't get me wrong, as someone of Jewish descent, I also like Jewish people. But I can criticize Israel, and that is not me criticizing Judaism. Judaism well, yeah. is fantastic and wonderful and a beautiful culture and religion. Israel is a fascist state of occupying force that commits human crimes against humanity against a civilian force. And that's well, and that's okay. been the, the key to the propaganda campaign, hasn't it? It's been linking any criticism of Israel at all with anti-Semitism. That that's yep. been the the crux of how this this campaign has been. Is it's this this weird thing of like being against Judaism in any way, shape, or form is now equated with being against Israel and vice versa. So to criticize one in any capacity gets you labeled as an anti-Semite. Yeah, it's happening even so with movie stars right now. There's a bunch of like people, I think Gal Gadot came out and she was criticized as being an anti-Semite. Gal Gadot's uh, a war criminal, by the way. Which is fine. Like, I mean, I'm not she's saying she's great or anything. Cool. Again, cool. But it's like, she's come out uh, like, in support of Palestine, I think. Um, another couple, like uh, Gigi Hadid, maybe? Bella? I don't know. I'm terrible with movie stars' names. But there's been a couple people that come out. And then, like, the Israel, the state of Israel Twitter is just coming out and calling them anti-Semites. And, mm -hmm. you know, don't support them. And, and it's just, it's crazy. Because that's the only argument they've got left. Like, well, and, the and facts Israeli, are out Israeli news sources are actually doxing reporters mm -hmm, who mm -hmm. report pro-Palestinian stories. Yeah, but that's just it. The facts are out now. The, the the tide is turning against them, as you mentioned before, Chris. People are waking up to the facts of this situation, and the only card they've got left to play, in my opinion, is, oh, you're anti-Semitic. Yeah, which, which is a trash opinion, and they'll hold that up with saying, well, because Israel has the state religion of Judaism, they are linked, and it's like, well, I'm sorry— England has the state religion of Anglicanism, the Church of England. There is an actual people. A lot of people don't think about this. No, no. Protestantism, Anglicanism, the Church of England is the official state religion. The Queen of England is in charge of the country and the head of the church. And she actually still actually holds power there. And that would be like saying, well, if you criticize anything England does or the royal family does, you hate Jesus. Yep. It's, what? It is no. the most asinine yeah. argument ever. Doesn't work. And, and Justin, to answer your question real quick. Um, yes. Yes. Chris was actually making that very comparison just before you came in. Because one of the things I'd brought up was there are there are some similarities between what's happening in, in Israel um, and in Nazi Germany. And Chris was like, well, yes and no. And, and, and that's uh, what you're saying here. And for anybody listening. Justin is asking if if there, the comparison of Palestine, what Israel is doing to Palestine is similar to uh, what the U.S. was doing to Native Americans. And the answer to that is yes, as Chris suggested earlier. Yeah, that it, is the closest one-to-one -one comparison. 
Yeah, it's a manifest destiny ethnic cleansing. And by the way, Justin, I'd be willing to bet you're a lot like me. I don't know if you hate Jesus. Jesus was a brown-skinned Jew who was anti-war, anti-capitalism, anti-slut-shaming, and pro-being awesome, and free and and believed in free health care. I don't have a problem with Jesus. It's his fan club I don't like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think like, uh, a lot of part I... of this is that this co- particular conflict has been going on for, what, hundreds, thousands of years? And... People have the Arab Jew conflict. Well, the 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 conflict over this area of land, right? Specifically, now Palestinians and and Israel, uh, Israel, and I think that people find it hard to separate the cultural background of a people and the religion that they currently uh, practice. I think that that is a a part of what's going on here, specifically with. The anti-Semitism. No, I think you hit it on the head. I agree. Uh, But I'm an atheist. You know, I have the same feeling towards Jesus as I do any other fictional character. So, you know, (laughs) it's hard for me to have that much of an emotional investment in in a character that doesn't exist. Uh, That's my You know what? Me and Zeus are going to turn into geese and bang your whole family for saying that. Cool. Go for it. That's (laughs) actually my favorite part. Like, I actually happen to have a really big love of of mythology especially like for any religions uh and i love that most of the greek and roman stories start with some version of well zeus was horny and <laughs> and everything got screwed up <laughs> yep that's pretty much it okay you gotta talk more just thinks you fell asleep <laughs> i i did not fall asleep uh justin sometimes it's just hard to get a word in edgewise yeah <laughs> that, you know what? especially when i get on a when i get on a history soapbox People do tend to fall unconscious, so I'm used to it. Yeah, I've, I've learned to keep talking over the snoring. When Chris <laughs> and I get going, I me. think it's back and forth. Like we just start, like it's hard to get a word in his quest between the two of us. So I can, I have a string of exes who can testify that I'm great for nap time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better than sheep. You should hear him read audiobooks. It's it's wonderful. <laughs> We're probably going to end up with, we actually had talked about doing a Palestine Israel podcast at some point. Uh, we will. It's something A, I wanted to do a lot more research into. So I didn't be like, oh, it was definitely Egypt. And I think Jordan, I don't know, Camp David Accords, Jimmy Carter, something help. Like I actually wanted to like have my ducks in a row. But also, we're going to see some rapid changes happening in the next couple of months. There's just been apparently Israel has announced they will be adhering to a ceasefire coming up soon. So we may see this settle down, which is good because my personal prediction is if Israel goes too far and actually does wipe Palestine off the map, you are eventually going to see Iran park a nuke in Tel Aviv. That will happen. Oh, yeah. And we need to prevent that from happening. And part of that is going to have to be actually putting Israel in check. And it's not going to happen with Uncle Joe at the helm. But I'm hoping sometime in the next couple of decades we can get any kind of progressives in office and maybe do something but we'll see yeah. but so we're not going to spend the whole day talking about that but we wanted to mention it just so everyone knew we knew it was on our radar but we kind of want to wait till this calms down a bit and then maybe we can do um an actual episode on it when things aren't so in flux yeah as for now like as far as politicians goes i think the best we've got so far is aoc introducing a bill to uh withhold the money we were going to give to them to Israel. yeah for once it's not Ilian omar so we're gonna be like see she's arab and she, oh my yeah. god she, oh my god just for fun i signed in to our communism or, or i'm sorry our, 
I am definitely on our communism, on our conservatives <laughs> on Reddit, just because I was like, I'm going to come in here and I'm going to downvote stuff on the space. slide for fun. Well, it would be good to see the memes and see what's going to, because again, know thine enemy, right? Every once yep. in a while, I would tune into Fox News for an hour. And then after I was done throwing up, I'd change the channel. Um, know your enemy. And I literally couldn't take it. It was like there was one post where someone's like, she, you know, she commits incest. I'm like, oh, she marries her brother and did all. It's like, what? The, what the hell? There's there's an insane amount of Islamophobia thrown at Ilian Omar just because she's a progressive, which is funny oh, yeah. because if she had actually been a conservative, they would be falling all over themselves to pat them in the back for having a Muslim on their side. Oh God, yeah, in a heartbeat, <laughs> in a heartbeat. <laughs> And man, me and Justin got to hang out. Like I love his AOC stance and like our communism. Like I think, I think Justin Randall's and I, if we live near each other, would be buddies IRL. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, I agree, Jacqueline. The squad has been much, much better. So, you know, the squad has been the best they've been in the last week or so in my view. And I agree. Um, They've done some stuff that I haven't been a fan of. I've not been impressed with them. And so to, to see them now actually come out on the right side of history on this one and, and, and suddenly get their uh, their progressive co-jones back for a minute has felt really good. Yeah, but again, this is what I expect of a politician. I don't expect to always agree with what the politician politician does or even like it, but I do expect that they will at least do some things that I voted for them to do. And so, you know, I think that's one of the biggest disappoint the biggest disappointments about AOC is for a while there she was doing the opposite of that. You know. Not that I voted for her or anything, but her constituents did. And I, I think a lot of the people that supported her are in line with our views. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Besides Israel-Palestine, there's also been, and again, I mean, of course there is. We're in America. That's <laughs> what happens here. There's been, of course, surprise, surprise, more outrage and problems with police violence against unarmed men of color in this country. Well, I mean, Police to be fair, is it, no, yeah. come it is a, on. It is a Thursday. I mean, right. It is Thursday, right? Yeah, it's <sighs> Thursday. Okay. That checks. So no, they, they convicted uh, Chauvin. It's it's over. It's done. Right. Exactly. Yep. So, I mean, we got we a black had... president. We convicted Chauvin. Uh, racism yeah. Racism is over. It's over. Yep. And and there's a Cesar Chavez street and an MLK Jr. street. So we're good. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so the first one, there's two that I really want to talk about. The first, I mean, because, again, you, you have to pick at this point. Because you can't you can't swing your arm anywhere in this country without finding a case of cops torturing and murdering people of color. The first one is Andrew Brown Jr., which this is the one that's been in the spotlight in yeah. the news a lot lately. Uh, for anyone who doesn't one. know, it was in it was in North Carolina, North Carolina squad. What's up? <laughs> I hear you, base Uh North Carolina DA. Uh, basically, after so Andrew Brown Jr. was being served a warrant, and boy, if you see the video of them showing up i mean it's straight it, it looks like a clan lynch party you oh, literally God, yeah. see a handful of white cops with ar-15s in the back of a fucking pickup truck rolling in to go lynch a dude and as soon as they show up he sees what's going on and he tries to get the fuck out of dodge jumps in his car and tries to take off they surround his car and as he slowly drives off making very careful sure to turn the wheels hard and not hit any cops one of them put his hand on the hood of the car on purpose and then use that as justification that his life was in danger. Even though by the time any shots were fired, he was out of the way. No cop was in danger and they opened fire, shot him in the back of the head, murdered him, called him, called him a motherfucker. I mean, the, the, the video footage they've even given us has been awful. 
And then they go and chase down the car after they've shot him in the head and he crashes into a tree because they've murdered him. They then, of course, you know, run up to the car and they're screaming at a corpse because, you know, they're our finest. And they're heroes. Now, this is this came for a few reasons, because, first of all, everyone saw this. There was, a, there was a cell phone video from across the street. It's very grainy and blurry. You can't see a lot, but it's clear that there's something going on and then it's not good. And then. As the family demands access to the video footage at the last second before they're going to get to see it, uh, the cops and the DA have it redacted and edited and only give them 20 seconds of the video footage, which that's suspicious. Bullshit. And then we finally get to see it. And again, we're seeing an edited version of this that the DA wants us to see. Right. This is an edited pro cop version. And it's horrifying. Which really makes me like, did they teabag him after the when they, you know, like what happened? Because what was cut out? Because what we see in the 20 seconds is terrifying. Absolutely. And I, it makes me really wonder because I mean, it cuts off the second they get back to the car. And it really makes me wonder what they did to his body, what they said, what happened that the DA would not let us see what happened after he was no longer a threat because that's only going to make him look worse. Remember, this is the district attorney who's supposed to be here to prosecute crimes. Uh, basically said that the deputies were justified. And what's really funny is in the same speech said they were justified, did nothing wrong and everything was right. And also that they're going to be punished and retrained. Yep. So which one is it? <laughs> uh, did they do something that was bad enough that requires they need to be punished and retrained? Or did they do absolutely nothing wrong and deserve no punishment whatsoever? I'm confused. And, and this is why district attorneys are not your friend and not on the side of the people. They work for the police. And why Kamala Harris is a cop. And yes. surprisingly, surprisingly, that is not the worst story about police awfulness that we have for you today. Oh, no, that's oh. that's the light yeah. and fluffy one. So yep. that's that's the icing. The one that's come out big today is Ronald Green. Uh, he had a an encounter in 2019 with Louisiana State Police. Yeah, don't um, don't and- be surprised if you don't know this story. Yeah, this just came out. And by the time this airs on Monday, uh, it'll probably have been everywhere. Everyone's going to be like, well, duh, I'll figure the fuck out. But as of today, this is breaking news. And so in 2019, his family is sitting at home and they get a knock on the door and the, the sheriff's deputies and the Louisiana or the Louisiana State Police, sorry. Uh, the state police say that unfortunately he was in a, an auto accident and was killed instantly. And it was just terrible and awful. What a, what a tragedy. We find out now, two years later, um, after a video gets released, that it was a stop. And they claim he struggled with them, and there is now a body camera video. It was obtained by the AP, and it shows what happened, where basically they just kick the shit out of him, tase him, and torture him. At one point, after they've beaten the shit out of him, they grab him by the ankles and start dragging him along the ground. And in the video, you can hear him apologizing, saying he's sorry, and begging for mercy. And then they rip his door open, taser him, and he just says he's in it and like literally his words are I'm reading, I'm sorry, I'm scared, officer. I'm sorry, I'm your brother, I'm scared. And the first cop just says, Let me see your fucking hands, motherfucker. And then they drag him on the ground, put him in handcuffs, and then another officer just starts running up and kicking them and just repeatedly just keeps kicking the shit out of him as he's on the ground on the floor. And the cop who's kicking him is quoting them, and this is all in the this is the from the cops video. The cop who's kicking him says, I've got blood all over me. I hope this guy ain't got fucking AIDS as he's kicking him to death. And that's when one of the other cops grabs him by the ankles and drags him along the ground as he's basically moaning and groaning and dying. And then he was left dying face down on the ground where he died for nine minutes. And while he was lying there with his face in the mud dying, 
cops do not assist him, they pull out uh, sanitizer wipes to wash off their hands and their faces. That's what was released today in Louisiana. This was a handful of guys. This wasn't every cop, but it's it's just funny how every time this happens, it's always a person of color and it's always a bunch of good old boy cops. And I'm getting really tired of seeing this. And this is why I say there are no good cops because you either are these guys or you support these guys. If you still wake or up, you help the them cover it up. Cause there's no way the higher ups didn't know what the fuck really happened. Oh, like, they had to years know. ago. They showed yeah, up they at his house and said he got into know. a car accident. No, no, not just, they had to know we have evidence of this. They literally covered up. They showed up to his family's house and told him he died in a car accident. They covered it up immediately. They knew exactly what happened. The entire department covered it up. And that, and that's just, that's what, that's exactly what you're always talking about, Chris. It, this is where the no good cops thing comes from. You have what I'm sure right-wingers are going to call just a few bad apples. Well, the few bad apples streams all the way to the entire precinct. So is that one precinct? Like how many examples of this do we have to have before it stops being the, the, the few bad apples, which as we've discussed is not even the whole fucking quote. The whole quote is a few bad apples spoils the bunch. Well, and it's so, funny. We see we see one fucking target go up in flames and a couple people with bandanas, which, by the way, every major police department has been shown to have undercover cops who are instigating most of the violence and property destruction. If you see someone in a protest causing violence and destruction, flip a coin. It's probably a cop undercover. That absolutely happens. And that's from the DOD, by the way. Uh, Homeland Security is the one who sent out memos to police departments to tell them to do this. Because in instigating violence and property damage, they can find the agitators who are most likely to join in on that and then arrest them. It's absolute and trap. Mm -hmm. And this happens all over the country. But it's that same thing of people look at this and they're like, well, they burned out a fucking footlocker. America's over. And this is why all of BLM is terrible. And first of all, fuck property. I am actually for the destruction of private property because in a capitalist system where private property and campaign donations are worth more than human life, how is destruction of property not a valid form of protest, number one? Secondly, what we're looking at is small incidences that happen a handful of times and entire movements are lambasted by the police. But every single time, we investigate these instances of police violence, we find out that the police are always culpable and doing the most heinous crimes, beating people, killing them, planting drugs, covering up enemies, covering up evidence, intimidating witnesses. I mean, just the most mafioso type of behavior. And it's covered and excused from top to bottom. And this is why there are no good cops. Not every single cop is out there to kill and murder people of color, but every single cop is out there to back up his brothers in blue who are, and that makes you just as culpable. They're there. They're Chris, 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 Chris. They're they're there to help us. Um, um, um. They're 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 good cops. They're good cops, and and those bad people broke the windows, Chris. Yeah, they broke, they broke the windows. I'm, I'm sure he had a jaywalking ticket at some point, right? And that's the thing is, we're always we're always told this. We're always given examples of well, this one time he yelled at a dog when he was five. And therefore, this is justified. Or he was breaking a law as if somehow criminal activity or noncompliance is worthy of death. Well, what what their past indiscretions were have nothing to do with what their current situation is. And when a police officer or any other person use that kind of an excuse to do anything to a private citizen, it is not acceptable. Yeah. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. 
you do not deserve to have a police officer act as judge, jury, and executioner. Especially if you are a police officer watching another police officer do those kinds of things to a person. That is appalling. It is appalling to see a police officer run up and kick the head of someone who is being detained on the ground. It is appalling to see someone dragged by their feet pleading for their life. Because these are the kinds of things that happened, oh, I don't know, 200 fucking years ago. Yeah. And we're still it seeing it and it do, and it's still happening today. It and, hasn't and if, changed one bit. And if they wanted to be heroes, they would be open to this change. They would be open to seeing this. And they to... don't give a fuck about being heroes. What they give a fuck about being is in power. Anybody who becomes a police officer becomes a police officer to be in power. Yeah, that's it. That's the only reason anybody who tells you any fucking different is a liar. And they have convinced themselves otherwise. They believe that they are the good guys and they're not. Yeah, well, they wear Punisher logos and carry what they call war bags and go hunting bad guys. They still consider themselves on the right side. And it's not true. It's just that's the end of the story. If you want to help people, you can be a firefighter. You can be an EMT. You can be a teacher. You can do all kinds of things to help people in critical situations. You can be a social worker. You can do all kinds of cool stuff. If your entire point is to wake up, strap on a gun belt, put on a badge, feel like a big boy, and then spend your entire time raging against organizations like the ACLU and BLM and supporting every single other cop, no matter what they do, you're not a fucking hero. You're a thug. You're a, you're a fucking wannabe gangster. You're a, kind you're of a gang that's member. That's all you are. Yeah, you're a gang member because that's what it really comes down to is this is an organized group of individuals who are constantly have a long history of torturing, subjugating. And again, we have a long history of police legally stealing and seizing property when it's accused of a crime. I mean, this is how is this not a shakedown? It is. It absolutely is a shakedown. And it's fucking tragic that another person had to lose their life and then their family was lied to just flat out lied to. Oh, they died in a car accident. And what are they supposed to do? Dispute it? At that point, you don't know any different. Yeah. Police are constantly upset that, like, you know, people don't like us. They don't trust us. That's all your fault. You have undermined our society's trust at every opportunity. Again, white people are now waking up to this and being surprised. Black people have never been surprised by any of this. This has been going on since day one. It's never been ceasing. We have cell phone cameras now. That's the only thing. And so if you still wake up in the morning, knowing what you know now, because you can, you could have been a good cop all your life, never saw any of this, never believed any of this, right? Never participated in it. I'm willing to believe people like that still exist, but now there's no getting away with it. You can't say you're ignorant to what's going on in this country. No, there, there's no ignorance on this. Uh, you're right, Justin. They deify these people. Well, they, real quick, they, people who are people are going to hear this not live. Uh, Justin, oh, Justin Reynolds wrote in because society constantly gives them hero status. Everywhere they go, they are treated like some kind of lords. No, and, and you're absolutely right. They they really do deify police officers. They deify these people as if they are there to help you, but they're not. There is no obligation. The Supreme Court has said so. They are not here to protect and serve. They are here to enforce what they believe to be justified laws in any way, fashion, or form that they feel like. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Um, and, you know, on, on top of that, Jacqueline writes another really good comment here of, you know, cops have also chosen to be feared instead of respected. They are a handful of, there are a handful of countries where the cops don't even carry guns. And that's true. First of all, I actually completely believe in disarming the police force. Um, I agree. I don't think beat cops need to be armed. I would be okay with, say, having weapons in the trunk that's locked and can only be unlocked with, you know, authorization uh, from base. And people be like, well, what if there's an emergency or a problem or blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Dangerous part of the job. Firefighters have to go in. They get some protective gear, but they don't get to walk around with fucking guns. Firefighters yeah, e actually do e get shot at, by the way. EMTs get shot at. Social yeah. workers get shot at. We have civil servants who help and save people all the time who don't get to walk around armed. And if you decide that you and your life is more important than anyone else and that the idea that you need to be so protected because you're so scared that you have to have a gun all the time so you can murder anybody who might even possibly threaten you, well, then you're a coward and you shouldn't be wearing a uniform. You have no business being in any kind of armed force because you're a pussy. You're just Agreed. a coward and who cares only about their own life. And that's not a hero. That's and the not police a hero. Officers, police officers, their first reaction to any situation that is even remotely stressful is for them to pull their gun and point it at you. That's the yeah. first thing that they do. They don't try to de-escalate the situation. They don't try to talk to you out of a position of respect. All they do is they try to intimidate you. They try to make you afraid of them so that you will comply. Justin just wrote in. My partner just started screaming all the time about EMTs getting shot. And it's true. EMTs go to horribly dangerous situations. They show up to crazy dangerous neighborhoods. They go into domestic violence scenarios, uh, people shooting at each other. I mean, EMTs face insane amounts of threats. And what do they do? For minimum fucking wage, these guys put their lives on the line and save lives. But cops need to pull out guns to give you a parking ticket and so what they need to do is again i don't think there should be no guns in policing ever because hey sometimes there are mass shootings sometimes there are dudes with guns who want to go kill people right like there needs to be an armed response but it doesn't need to be every single cop on the street you know you go to england every cop isn't carrying a gun there are squads of armed forces sitting around waiting to be deployed for shit to hit the fan. And when shit hits the fan, you call them up and your backup shows up within a few minutes armed to the teeth. Fine. Yeah. Do well, that. And that's, that's what Justin just said. You know, he says yes, or a quick reaction force that is armed. Yeah. That's exactly, exactly what you're talking have. about. Every precinct should have, I don't know, four or five guys sitting around waiting for that time. Does that make it any better? I don't know. I don't know that it does. Yeah. And no, I didn't steal your partner, Justin. Uh, your partner's an EMT, and so therefore they deserve better than me. Don't worry about that one. But the, the EMTs are heroes. Seriously, they they have the most thankless job that pays no money. Uh, firefighters at least get paid money and have good benefits. But still, these are, you know, there's, there's organizations you can join to have a decent life and save lives and care about people. And it's not ones that involve having guns. And we don't need to arm every single cop. We don't need no-knock warrants. If you've got to go up to a house and serve a warrant, you don't need to kick their fucking door open with a tank and scream at them at two in the morning. You can apprehend them elsewhere. You can catch them when they leave the house, put them under fucking surveillance. Like there's ways to do this without being some ridiculous offhanded cowboy and killing people. And that's what it is, is they are killing people and it is murder for hire. Again, 
you know, find me a cop and I'll show you someone who carries what they call a war bag and is strapped with Punisher gear and has thin blue lines and back the badge and, and it hates BLM and hates anything progressive, hates the LECLU, hates AOC. And all it is, is this ultra nationalistic, usually super white boy, white nationalist, but not always, but it's definitely a all super hardcore America, very conservative, ultra nationalist, militarized force. And it's like, we want to talk about comparing things to the Nazis. How is this much different than the SA at this point? We have a culture that worships its own oppression. People talk about, like, well, you know, how, you know, the Second Amendment having guns to, you know, how, well, Chris, you know, how are you going to take out a tank? You know, it's like, I'm not here to fight the US government, but I am worried about my neighborhood being terrorized by small forces in blue. It doesn't matter how many guns you have and how big they are. You cannot fight the United States military. God, no. It doesn't work. They have bigger guns than you do. Yeah. There but are that's more a whole, that's of a whole them different topic. than you are. <laughs> well, of but course it is. is we have an but, organized government force that is terrorizing entire portions of the population. And, I mean, would either one of you even have an argument against that at this point with what we know no, today? No. Of course not. The, uh, as far as I'm concerned, they are as as close to being an organized terrorist organization as we can have in this country, period. Yeah. But again, for more on that, listen to our episode on policing. And trust me, I'm sure we're going to have another one in the future. It's actually our, I'm sure. our most popular ones by far. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's conversations we need to have again. And you know what? At some point, something's got to give. There's going to be nationwide riots or there's going to be massive reform, which I don't believe is going to happen at all. But no. stranger things have happened. People I'll win the lottery, you never know. But yeah. when something breaks, because it's going to give one way or the other, we'll be here and we'll do another episode on police brutality in America. And it's um, definitely going to get worse before it gets better. But we've been boring people for an hour. Um, <laughs> I think it is time to switch topics here. Um, you know, Jacqueline, you have a good question. Um, sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to address, uh, uh, Jacqueline says the other problem is hairstylists have longer training and certification requirements than cops do. Um, and terrible. Yes. Men. Yes, they do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so my, my significant other girlfriend, uh, is a hairstylist. And yeah, she spent, I don't know, 500 hours plus, I don't know how long, I don't know exactly how much training it is, but it's way more than a cop actually has to go through to, to do hair, to cut hair, to keep from burning people's scalps and things like that. No, no, the cops go through six months of training and then all of a sudden they get a gun. Yep, you know, not not to not to harp too much on it, but EMTs have way more training than cops ever do. Teachers, tattoo artists, teachers. You know, everyone. It, it's funny how we have a paramilitary armed gangster force patrolling our streets that's sanctioned by the government, and they receive less training than just about any other trade profession there is. Mm -hmm. It's sad. And you know, two more you know questions we got. Again, this is opening up to Q and A. If anyone's got one to say, this is we're wrapping up. But like, let's you know, we'd love to field your questions here. You know, Justin writes back in reality. How do we fight back? How do we actually progress? To which Jacqueline wrote, "Withholding labor is the only way." General strikes, and I agree. Uh, I mm -hmm. think the two best things you can do are active street resistance. One of the things I've been loving is when the police murder somebody. The city goes and burns down the police station. And that is the best way to go is light that bitch on fire. Um, because there needs to be, because burning down a Kmart doesn't solve a lot. 
burning on a PlayStation actually does. It sends a hell of a message, at least. Yeah, um, burning down a Kmart doesn't do anything to the police. They they yeah. still have their little bunker to go back to. Uh, but again, you burn down the bunker and they've got nowhere to work from. Yeah. Well, and it's not like if you it's not like if you attack a police because again, we haven't even really burned them down. There's been some damage sometimes. Usually people get within a block and then it's gets cordoned off. But that level of scared threat them when, when when scared threat that's a word. I'm going with that. Scared threat them is a term now, everybody. Uh, I'm coining it and um, I expect dividends. But that scares the shit out of them when giant mobs show up to come burn their fucking house down because that's what they're doing to us. And I don't even see, I'm not advocating you run up and shoot cops. I'm like, Please do not. I am not no, no, no. advocating anything like that. But what I am saying, especially when it comes to like property damage, uh, yeah, you know, Thomas Jefferson said that when the state has screwed you over, it's time to revolt and tear it down. And when the police are killing people, it's okay to take their fucking house down. Um, and the other one is, yeah, organized strikes, withholding labor. Absolutely. You can drive a city to its knees if everyone stops working for a few days. That actually gets shit done. Jacqueline is a comrade, and I think I just found the new homie. Um, Justin and Jacqueline are the two that I'm I'm getting tattoos of their faces now. Those are really good ideas, and they're, they're legit. There are ways to, but we need to organize. And we unfortunately live in a society that tears apart leftist organizations and leftist organizing and criminalizes it. So any uh, last-minute questions from our audience? I was just going to say one last point on that. I mean, look what's happening with McDonald's right now. We're seeing advertisements out there for them offering employees $18 an hour. Withholding labor works. And not only only does it work, it's proving everyone right. These companies can afford it. They just don't want to pay it. They're paying what we're willing to work for. The moment we stop being willing to work, they pay us what we want. Yep. So with the time delay, you and Justin were literally saying, talking about fast food simultaneously. Yeah. Um, and, and Jacqueline, I would actually have to disagree with you because it doesn't. You burn down the Kmart, they collect their insurance company, they move on their insurance money, they move on. Like it really doesn't hurt their bottom line that much. Striking against the store, though, all that does is literally pull money out of their pockets. And I think striking is yeah. the best way yeah. to nail the wealthy class. Well, and, and yeah. While while I don't disagree with it, with uh, necessarily burning down a, a Kmart during some sort of protest or something like that, um, yeah, they collect the un- or they they collect the insurance money, and the neighborhood in which the Kmart is probably suffers more than the corporation does. Yeah, because they just pull out. Yeah, they and, just and- don't build a new one, and then there's a vacant building sitting there for yes. however long. But I do want to put out here that I also we say this as a matter of practicality that capitalism is a rigged system to harm the worker and the resident. Correct. Not that we place any blame on protesters or those who are acting in defense of their communities and have literally no other ways to turn because mm. they're being murdered by the police and strangled by the banks. Yeah. And Justin, Workers we love you. of the world unite. You have nothing left to lose but your chains and your health care because this is Wait, you don't have health care anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I'm, just, I, I'm just a working American. Why would I have health care? I'm a working American. I have health care. I might lose my health care. <laughs> yeah, you're you're, you're, you're one of the privileged full few, my friend. I know, As which is sad. Uh, which is, is sad. That's, that's a topic we'll do a different day. But guys, uh, thanks for coming to this live. You know, it's funny. We were joking. We're like, oh, it's going to be us and like two people. So thank you. You guys are, I mean, it mostly was. I mean, 
Jacqueline and Justin were just fantastic. So thanks for being here with us. Um, we'll hey, do hey, one of these again. Give in the some future. love to Mary Riley. She's Ma been here Mary the Riley. Thank Mary you Riley's much. the OG. She's she's been here. Yeah. She was comment one. Mary Riley already knows her place in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, we love you guys. Everyone listening, everyone commenting, everyone who will be listening to this on Monday. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, we love it. Thanks for joining us on this one. We are gonna do another one in the future. Uh, we'll probably do another Discord hangout too at some point. We'd love doing live crap where we actually get to talk to you guys uh it's, it's the fun. most fun part of this hands yeah. down 100 someone's got to keep k and matt awake while i go on history lectures yeah <laughs> but with that so, said uh, chris you want to count us out yeah let's uh let's get out of here so thank you again uh we love y'all and uh this will be the recording on monday uh which will be slightly cleaned up and once you hear that you'll be able to oh my god wow reverend dr k really makes these guys sound a lot smarter than they are it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> um and you'll get to hear that difference um and of course we'll be back every single monday and we will do this again sometime in the near future always shoot us shout outs on twitter on instagram email us if you have any questions anything you ever want to cover we would love to do another q a episode as well but we'll be here again and we're always here thank you for joining us uh we love you and until then uh take care of yourselves take care of each other and remember the revolution is you.